0: Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits. This is our little gift to you podcast subscribers. Natalie and Harriet are away this week, so it was just me, Emma Sexton, and I was joined by radio legend Angie Greaves and international best-selling author Amanda Prowse. This week we had a hilarious conversation with the comedian London Hughes all about her new Edinburgh Fringe Festival stand-up comedy session called Catch a Dick. It was hilarious. And then we also challenged those myths around menopause or the second puberty, as Angie likes to call it.
1: Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares.
0: Badass Women's Hour Excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma
2: Sexton on Talk Radio. What is so so pleased to welcome our next guest. She's um, she's a colourful character. She's yeah. And I must just warn you that there could be some uh, strong language in this oh segment. God. But we will. Sorry, lock up your kids. Raise we the we alarm. will tone it down. Jeez. Um. Hello, London Hughes. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having Hi. me. You're more you're Hi, ladies. More than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> London was on her Twitter in the week talking about how she dances when she... What was it when you heard her? Uh, yeah, because I... Yeah,
1: I did. <laughs> I like to dance. I like to free up myself. Um, basically, I I, I released tickets for a preview of my stand-up show. It's called To Catch a. D-I-C-K. Right. (laughs) And um, it's about my love life. And uh, the previews are work in progress shows. It's literally where people come and watch me try stuff out. And they sold out. All, all, the London Maine days sold out. Is, is that why you were dancing? I was dancing. And you were, you were dancing?
2: dancing for quite
1: a while. Yeah. yeah, I was dancing for quite a while, and I tried to do the splits, and I hurt my whole left <laughs> side. Hurt up my whole. I'm too old to be. Do- I'm 30 <laughs> next week. I can't be doing the splits. Oh, did you hear this? She's 30. 30. Oh, 30. oh, I don't, don't want to hear it. Right? I'm going Barbados for my birthday. Flying out <gasps> my whole family and friends. Got oh, a penthouse. It's gonna be living my best life.
2: So yeah. <laughs> now there are two chicken restaurants in Barbados. Have you been in Barbados before? Never. <gasps>
1: I can't wait to go. Mm. Jamie Feekson said I should go to Oystons. Absolutely. I mean, right. So you go, to, anyway. you go to, you
2: go to Oystons on a Friday evening for the right. fish fry. Right. Yeah. The fishermen go out there, they catch the fish, they bring them back. Mama cooks it and the sound system's play till the last oh. person drops. Oh wow. Oh. So that's what I'm doing on my birthday. So birthday's on the Friday. If amazing. you're still dancing at 7:30, the sound system will be playing. That's amazing. Yeah? I will still be dancing. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing you need to do is go to a place called Baxter's Road and have chicken, you either go to the Pink Star...
1: Look at you. Or
2: you go to Enid's. Okay. Can I tell you my story very quickly about Enid's? Do it. I'm loving it. 20, 25 years ago, me and my elder brother who lives in Barbados, we're walking down Baxter's Road. We try to get in the Pink Star, can't get in. (laughs) So we try to get into Enid's, can't get in. So I said, let's go. And I went, hang on a minute, is that Tom Jones there? Eating chicken. (laughs) Tom Jones, I've never seen somebody... Oh, look, she's too young. I know who Tom Jones is! He's on my (laughs) voice! Never seen... I'm just going to say it, never seen a white man eat so much chicken Was in all it, my life. Was it
1: proper it down?
2: You know, you've got the red pepper sauce and you've it. got the yellow pepper sauce. Which one? Yellow. Yellow. He was on the he yellow. Was on the yellow. G- yellow and he was <laughs> wow eating that chicken, Father he, Tom. And then in in the Caribbean, you know, every island's got their own lager. Yeah. So in Barbados, it's Banks. Okay. Picture a Banks beer after eating I that knew, chicken. I knew I liked then him. And Enid bought more chicken <laughs> to him. Oh wow! I'm telling you. I'm
1: telling I'm you. Tom Jones. Do you know what? I had a good feeling about Tom. <laughs> I do, I like him. What's the
0: difference between the yellow sauce and the red sauce? The yellow sauce is hot. (laughs) Spicy.
2: No, sorry, the red sauce is hot. The yellow sauce is fire.
0: Wow! Nice. And he
2: was pouring that yellow, yellow sauce on, and he was picking up the chicken, and he was it. Yes, and then you—that's why he cares white. You know, it's <laughs> all picture, that hot sauce. <laughs> the, stress, <laughs> the stress, it's, it's the stress, made him go crazy. Coming the up through heat his body, from the hot
1: sauce <laughs> well, went straight to his <laughs> <through there>.
2: Right, <laughs> love to the Edinburgh Fringe. Come on. now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry, we're not here to talk about me and Barbados <laughs> and Tom Jones. Chicken, we're <laughs> we, more we, about chicken. chicken. Oh, I'm chicken. hungry. Yeah, oh, I'm hungry as well. So. <laughs> um, yes, I'm. At, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, I'm excited. Is this the first
0: time you've been at Edinburgh?
1: No, it's the second time. But this is the only time I've just done pure stand up. So I went in 2017 and I had a show which had like dancing and audience participation and acting. It was a lot. This is just me. And a microphone. And how you, you feel it back. Are you ready? Feeling good about myself. Good. It's going to be a great show. It's hilarious. And then... Uh, <laughs> I'm t- so funny. I'm t- t-
0: tell us about the, uh, the inspiration behind uh, the show's theme
1: and title. So, yeah, the show is called <laughs> To Catch a... D- D- to catch a D. <laughs> I'm telling my grandma it's called To Catch a Richard and it's about some dude called Richard because yeah, she's she's yeah. Christian she don't need to know I'm catching anything but the Holy Spirit. Anyway I'm uh, I, it's a show about the fact that I'm I, you can't tell because I'm on the radio but I'm very attractive I'm absolutely You, she oh, you are. She is are. very stunning. Stunning. So stunning. And I am so I have such I'm so successful. Yeah. I'm such a nice person. Yeah. But I'm bitterly single. Oh, oh, oh. Absolutely so single. You're not
2: just single. You're <laughs>
1: bitterly single. And I'm so pissed. Can I say pissed? Off? No. Well, you're you're say sick? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I said, look up your children. I'm sorry, talk radio. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, mum. My mum's just right. Sorry, mum. I'm wait, so, i
2: off Can we just apologise <laughs> for off-com. that vocabulary? I'm
1: so perturbed. Yes. because Frustrated. I know so many successful, beautiful, charming, funny single women. Yes. And I don't know you the know same why? for men.
0: You know why? You know why? Why? men's ego can't handle your greatness there we go that.
1: and that's what the show is the men need about. to do some work they really do they do the amount of times i've had guys be like oh you're like you're amazing i like you you're just a bit too much and yeah. I'm like what do you <laughs> mean I was like, you're too. not enough <laughs> exactly that is it too much i'm charming <laughs> i'm charming <laughs> you're not enough <laughs> So the show... And being a stand-up comedian, like, it's really hard because I started comedy 10 years ago and I thought that I'd get so many groupies because I'm... And I don't! Is that why you want to be a comedian? Yeah! Really? I started with Jack Whitehall and Josh Widdicombe, and that... Do they get groupies? Groupies! <laughs> You're not Even the ugly comics get groupies. <laughs> and I'm stunning. So my show's like... I talk about... The, where are my groupies? Yeah, that's true. We I, need had a campaign. Any groupies. I had this one guy called Clive and he watches me on TV and tweets me and tells me to wear satin trousers and rub my thighs. And <laughs> I still slept with him. Oh.
3: <laughs> the vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour Excel on Talk Radio.
2: We're talking menopause this hour. Um, and... It it tends to hit a woman when she gets to is it uh, mid to late forties, but it can come earlier, can't it? Mm. I mean, I've got a colleague that lives in the states that can't have kids because she hit it at about twenty eight. Wow! Oh, yeah. So you know, and it's it's really really sad. But we have Doctor Shazadi Shazazi
4: Shaz- Shazadi Harper Shazadi, Shazadi
2: in the in the studio. So you're going to talk us through maybe some of the issues that some of your patients have had and give us some experiences that, you know...
4: I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, some women can get it really early. But, you know, so the average age is 51 in the UK. But, you know, I recently did a talk on sort of menopause and ethnicity and it really showed that there is some variation between sort of different cultural and ethnic backgrounds.
3: Because I was quite early, I think, when I jumped on the menopause train. And I kind of thought it'd be over very, very quickly. Unbeknown to me, here I am, six years later. I'm carrying a stone of extra fat. Forced, yeah. A four extra stone of hobnob and brie, admittedly. <laughs> but, um, I've, you know, my mum sailed through the menopause. So I thought I was saying to the girls yeah. earlier, it'd be eight, oh, great, I'll just do the same thing, I mean, it'd be easy. How long should it, t- should it take? Well, one...
4: Um fifty percent of women do follow in their mother's footsteps, but obviously that didn't work for you. If um, she is my mother. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe that needs to be checked yeah. out. But
0: um four to seven years for three. Oh, quarters for of women. no, I'm four not. Four that. to seven years. That yeah. means I've got another three or four to go. What's going on? Are you suffering for four to seven? Look, cause the thing is, I'm forty-two yeah. and I know that this is ahead of me at some point. It's and gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm you know, all I hear are kind of like horror stories, and I'm like, surely Please tell me it's not going to be a horror show.
4: Is it going to be a horror show? (laughs) Not yes and no is what I'm going to say. It's the way you approach it. So I often, you know, my approach is let's... We know it's going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us, irrespective if you've had children or not. As you, as I overheard you say, you call it the second puberty. Puberty part two, yeah. yeah, It it, it is the second sort of hormonal stage, massive stage in our lives. And, you know, I think we've got to learn to accept it and manage it cope with it um but i think it comes with a better understanding so yes for some women they get all these joint pains they get um uh, hot flushes (laughs) i mean women get more joint pains than they get hot flushes
3: i've got joint pain yeah that's, do you know what? I tell you? What, what's relieving, though, to know that I'm not the only one? Because I, I honestly thought as well that I was going mad. And I know it yeah. sounds comical. I thought I was losing my marbles. Yes, yeah,
2: sometimes I, I lose my memory because I find yeah. I have to write... Th- that's one thing I will say. I have to write things down. Yeah. Um, you know, I literally can think, right, I've got to go to the toilet. Half an hour later, I'm thinking, hang on, didn't I want to go to the toilet? <laughs> mm. you, I find I do have to write things down. If I pick up my phone, right, I've got to ring so-and-so. I have to write that down. But I found... The, before I managed it, the hot mm. flushes were absolutely yeah. awful. I used to walk into a friend's house and they'd say, is it raining outside? Yeah. You know, mm. and I'd put makeup on and it would just literally drip off. I found that cutting out sugar, perfect.
4: Sugar, caffeine. Yeah, Alcohol. Uh, I hate to say that. No, I was but, uh, saying to Amanda
2: before we came on, uh, before six o'clock, or whenever it was we were talking, I cut out <clears throat> bread, potato, pasta, rice and wine.
4: I mean, I think some of that; those are really helpful during that stage because women start to feel that they're putting on weight, they're feeling sluggish, it's yeah. all going around the middle, they can't shift it. So it's almost like a what we would call like a metabolic syndrome in the sense of, you know, the weight is just sat there in the middle section Mm. but that's because your ovaries which normally produce the oestrogen can't do it or they're not doing it as well so where else does a body get oestrogen from and that's fat.
0: yeah oh i see that's why you put the weight on it yeah that's mm-hmm. i mean
4: that's partly sense. it and partly your metabolism slows down you mm-hmm. know your body's not you, you're not sleeping so well so when you don't sleep so Hello. well there you go well mm-hmm. i
2: tell you what I, I, I think you need to cut out this sugar amanda because i, I found right. that once i did that i was naturally yawning half past seven in bed by nine ten mm-hmm. slept right through with, you know, no glass mm. of wine, nothing. I did have like sourdough because I do like yeah. my bread, yeah. um, pasta cut out, maybe some brown pasta, you know. And I, I just found that once, and I drank a lot of water, yeah. so once the sugar was coming out of my system, I started to feel myself again. Um, my skin got better, didn't mind putting on makeup, you know, didn't mind not putting on makeup. Yeah. I just found it was yeah. really, really helpful. I want to ask you about HRT.
4: What about HRT?
2: I don't hear good... I've not taken it. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very happy that I've not taken it. That's me. Um, There has been reports that... Is it one in five women could create the cancer gene? Well, I think what it is, is I think there's a lot sort of um,
4: banded about in the media with regards to HRT. I don't think it's as negative as what you hear. And I think the stats are all a little bit skewed and sort of misrepresented. But when it it comes
2: to HRT hormone (coughs) replacement treatment, Mm. is it not that you're adding hormones into your system that are trying to come out of your body?
4: They're not trying to come out of your body. It's just that your ovaries aren't working and they're not producing it anymore. So, you know, once upon a time when we were dead by 60, it didn't really matter. But now we're living until 90. I mean, if your thyroid's not working, you take thyroid replacement treatment. So if your ovaries aren't working, then why not take... Ovary replacement treatment, if you want to, you know. You mentioned brain fog, you know, not being able to sort your your memory. You've mentioned hot flushes, you know, joint pains. I mean, all of those things nowadays, when we have such a sort of um, you know fulfilling life, you know, we're we're at the pinnacle of our careers, it's coming up in our forties, fifties. Um, you know, we're starting new relationships, new sexual relationships. Um, we still want to look good, feel good. So, if HRT is something that suits you and is suitable to you then why not use it as a tool um to help you out
0: yeah because i want i want to uh i'm more interested around the conversation around menopause i feel like currently the menopause is seen as just sort of like an end of you being fertile, the end of you being a woman. And actually, I feel like it's this transition. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about the sexiness that you're talking about. Also, I've had conversations with women who are in their 50s, and they're like, actually, I've got more testosterone, Mm. so I'm more driven. And then also, well, men are getting less testosterone testosterone because they also go through a kind of menopause don't they? Well from the age of 45
4: men's testosterone levels start to dip and okay. start to go lower so yeah so they are sort of going through something like that and I think a lot of women actually feel sort of liberated and free they're not having periods and they're not having to worry about when they have sex that don't need yeah. Get yeah. Contraception. Yeah. Yeah. they don't need get contraception. Mm, yeah. They may need some lubrication though right. but you know mm. they definitely don't need contraception and there's lots of good stuff out there you know to help you from a loop perspective i mean one of the things i often um say to women is there's a, there's one called yes which is organic and you know pH friendly and vegan so um why not Do use you not put some... anything
3: chemical in your body yeah i mean
4: it's very natural and it's mm. very much like your own body produces so you know go out there and enjoy a healthy sex life um, the other thing about having good sex is the um when you have an orgasm that rush of blood and flow into the vagina gives you a nice healthy vagina um and sort of maintains the cells, the the sort of mucosa, and you know, sort of helps um, prevent urinary tract infections, mm. thrush.
3: What so- is this orgasm you speak of? I'm just
4: joking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to have it with a man. It's just an orgasm. Any way, however you want to, it's actually, good for you. And actually,
3: you're right. We should be celebrating our yeah. bodies. And not having periods yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. It is. I mean, oh, I, yeah.
0: I just want to hear a bit more of that narrative because, yeah, I'm well aware there's going to be, like, the hot flushes and joint aches. But actually, I want to just, you know, let's just celebrate this transition and yeah, make right, it a little Emma. bit more
2: part of a, like... too. two. Yes, ladies. Sl- yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know, I mean,
4: there's no need to feel invisible. I mean, as I say,
2: you know, you're you part one, you start, mm. you part two, you stop. I don't think that we have to make out that it's this dramatic event that's going to happen in our lives. There's a lot less to worry about once you've come through that perimenopausal yeah. stage. And they say that if you have a, a period, is it within a year that you need to get tested or...
4: Yeah I mean menopause means that you've not had a period for a year so any time leading up to that is called perimenopause and that transitional time that you're talking about and you know you're right so if there's any confusion you need to have a blood test but on the whole most women you know from their symptoms we know what's going on at that particular
0: point you don't (coughs) need to have a blood test to kind of prove the point. Mm. So is that the first kind of sign then that you're in menopause, that you start to skip your monthly cycle? So normally what
4: happens is your monthly cycle starts to shorten, for example, from like 28 to maybe 26 days. Yeah. And then you start to skip it. It becomes a bit heavier, lighter, irregular, erratic, mm. not erotic, but, you know, all of those <laughs> kind of things. So, yeah. so, so those are the first things. And then you get maybe hot flushes, moods. A lot of women feel anxious, actually. Am I right, though, that not everyone gets everything? No. No, not everyone doesn't get everything. And I think, you know, some people get nothing. A quarter of women will sail through it like your mother did. So, um, But I think nowadays, because probably we have much more sort of active lives, I think it impacts probably on us more. But if you can, you know, if you are the kind of woman who does have time to have a nap in the day or go for a yoga class or tai chi, then... You know, a lot of women want to go through it in the natural I'm way. I'm well how, off
0: for a nap. How, an excuse. To have how a did you nap. go
2: about carrying out the research for the menopause stereotypes? Did you talk to X amount of women? How, how did you go about that? I mean, I run a menopause
4: clinic, so I see a lot of women that come through the door. And funnily enough, I don't know why, for some reason, a lot of them come to me talking about sex and wanting to feel sexy and wanting to feel. I mean, one woman said she wants to feel horny walking down the street. So um, I almost feel that.
2: It's so, things. So these the the women that come to you did not feel sexy anymore.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of them feel they've lost their libido, they're afraid to talk about it. You know, they've lost their self-confidence, their self-esteem, and they don't really want to talk about it with their partners. They're worried
0: about talking about it with their partners. Does the menopause affect your libido, or is it the psychological and emotional factors around the menopause that affect your libido? Your hormones,
4: your hormones. Again, you know, one of the things is if you're feeling dry down there, you're not going to feel very, you're not going to feel up for it if your hormones are all over the place and you're not sleeping you're tired you know you're feeling a bit low and down on yourself um, you're not going to want to do it your body starts to change and when you start sort of feeling a bit unsexy because you've put on weight, you know, your skin's not what it was, your hair's not what it what it was. So all of those things impact on a woman's confidence. And I think, you know, we all as women, no matter what high-powered job we do, the way we look really does impact on the definitely, way we feel.
2: Definitely, Do men come to the clinic with their wives? Some of them do. Some of them do. Let's talk about those men in about two, three minutes' time. This is Badass Women XL.
3: Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio.
1: She'll get you talking.
2: We're just on this subject of menopause, which I think is really, really important. First of all, I don't call it menopause. It just has this connotation of heaviness and uh, it's puberty part two. Part one, (laughs) you start. Part two, you stop. Now, as a woman and as women sitting here, we're all talking about menopause. Do men puberty part two do men come to the clinic as well
4: men come uh, men often come to the clinic with their partners and i often call it couple pause, actually because i think hormonal change doesn't just affect women it affects men as well you know when the woman's going through this change in or transitional time then you know he or she you know the partner they're often sort of like particularly the he partner, um, what happens is she's trying to go up to bed early or he, or watching TV, avoiding... They're avoiding each other. Mm. And so when they come to see me and we have a discussion, I will often say to them that women lose what we call that initiative drive for sex, like as in jumping on on him drive. Right. But she will still retain that reactive drive, i.e. if he jumps on her. Right. So when we have this conversation there's a huge sort of feeling of relief in the room that he's thinking, wow, she's not going to slap me Aww. if um, if I jump on her. And she's thinking, wow, my body's going to react. It's, it's going to respond because she's feeling quite sort of insecure and wondering, is my body going to respond if mm. it does? See, I, I
3: don't mind being jumped on, but not in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we could is that we roll,
4: roll, home, is it? That, is that would be roll? good. Well, I have some <laughs> you know? women who tell me they want to f- feel horny walking
2: down the street. So <laughs> maybe that's just going to be inconvenient, surely. <laughs> really, it's such an interesting subject and we really should have given you more time. Dr Shazadi Harper, she is from the Harper Clinic. I like this. If you have any questions about puberty part two, then go to theharperclinic.com. <laughs> the Dr Shazadi, thank you. Thank
0: you. One, two, three, four... This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it.